The name of the pod was our last, best hope for peace. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, the year the Great War came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon podcasts. The year is 2259. The name of the pod is Babylon 5. Episode 33, Gropos, in which an Earth Force Infantry Division under the command of Dr. Franklin's father is staged at Babylon 5 in preparation for a dangerous assault. Welcome back to The Name of the Pod, your Babylon 5 podcast, where Chris Tatro and I explore the ongoing cultural legacy of the 1990s sci-fi masterpiece, Babylon 5. Uh, I've given it away, but I'm joined, as always, by my dear friend and uh, our co-host... Chris Tatro, and and yeah, you you kind of you kind of threw me off my my footing there for a second, John. I know, I, like, I know. I'll, I know. I'll, I'll continue to talk. I'll just sit here and and, and look pleasant. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I don't know why I. Uh, I don't know why I segued like that. Mm, a little rambling mm. at the start. That's fine. Uh, well, you know, uh, it's, followed uh, by forty five minutes more of rambling. <laughs> at, le- at least from me. Uh, so uh, we are. Here in episode 10 of season two, roughly halfway through season two uh, of both The Name of the Pod and of Babylon 5. And, you know, in last week's uh, critical episode where we saw really the, you know, the, the, the pivot upon which, you know, the next sort of 50, 60 episodes of this program, you know, kind of, kind of hinging on this pivot, we see sort of the... First beginnings of moves from some of the big players mm-hmm. uh, in this episode, Gropos, we're introduced to, uh, you know, to a number of uh, kind of Earth uh, infantrymen and women, and uh, we're introduced to some of the geopolitics of the Earth Alliance uh, as executed by the peerless Paul Winfield. Yes, in the role of uh, of. Uh, General Franklin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Chris, we've got here a kind of uh, narrative of sort of infantry soldiers going mm-hmm. off to, uh, you know, going off to to conflict. Mm-hmm. And in in this regard, you know, kind of the episode reads to me a bit like, uh, you know, kind of a nineteen fifties war movie or. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, of of its, you know, of its time. You know, ev- everything is where you expect it to be. Yeah. You know, you've got the, you know, you've got the general who's a little remote, and you've got mm-hmm. the the sergeant major who's shouty, and the and, station and, personnel who are all. Ah. Yeah. If if Arlie <laughs> you know. Emery were available, they would have had him in that uh, in that sergeant major uh, role as sergeant major plug. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, so, uh, 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 Emery had one of the great lines of all of television, I think, uh, when uh, when on Space Above and Beyond, where he trained the you know the cadets. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, uh, "In space, no one can hear you scream unless it is the battle cry of the United States Marine Corps." Yes. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um... Yeah, it, it's it's you get a lot of the the set pieces of these kinds of stories, you know, uh, and and it goes in the direction that a lot of these stories go. You know, you 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 meet a bunch of these of these you know non-player characters coming on board yeah, and, right. and you know making friends, and then they don't come back. Um, you know, so many of the of the the fifties you know sixties war movies you're talking about, even up through today. Um, that you know, really driving home, 
like this episode does the the cost of of war i mean we yeah right we got we got really pumped up for for the oh you know the war is starting narn and centauri it's all uh it's all kicking off last episode and you know we're starting to see some of the so some of the real costs of it that are right. uh, that are that are you know brought in i was thinking you know it reminded me of of you know, like inglorious bastards or uh the dirty dozen or um yeah as you were mentioning space above and beyond the the end of the the first season of that you know, those are all you know some some places where you see, other places where you see this kind of story of you know not many people make it out at the end of the season or the end of the movie it's, yeah right uh, it's pretty right. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty grim. Yeah, your um, your 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 prestige television viewer from 2018 would be very anxious seeing the body count of non-player characters, wondering when the Grim Reaper is coming for, uh, you know, Susan Ivanova or you know Michael Garibaldi oh. or someone like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and that's not television of the 1990s. Um, but but yeah, in modern day, you know, you you dude. You'd throw um, Warren, whose name always escapes Kefir. me. Kefir. Kefir. Uh, you know, he would, you know, be in the mix and he'd, he'd be killed. Or you know, you'd have to lose one of your main main characters, too, to really drive. Or or eight or 12 of them if it's Game of Thrones. Um, you know, right. Like, you know, wholesale recast next season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next season. Next, next week. Next episode, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Next <laughs> next episode yeah. on Babylon 5, meet the new commander. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. But I think they do, They, I mean, they do a good job of setting up those, you know, those... Uh, the friendship between Keffer and the, the the two Marines that are sharing his quarters. Yep. You know, you've got yep. the 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 sort of teasing relationship between Derman and and Garibaldi. Um, yeah, I can I can do with a f- twenty or thirty minutes fewer of Garibaldi makeout scenes in my episodes, but that's that's just personal taste. I'm being snarky again, aren't I? Ba- ba- Babylon Fifty Shades of yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's nice that you know that uh, that Michael Garibaldi, uh, at long last, you know, f- found himself somebody who didn't find him aggravating. Mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. it's mostly what what we mostly get is him aggravating women. Yeah, and you men, know, and someone and who's actually everyone. and men and yeah, that's yeah. right, Centauri and Narn. You know, exactly. But uh, you know, in 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 this case, you know. Again, this is this is sort of of a piece, right? These are the yeah. kind of relationships that we yeah. get, you know, uh, and so it it kind of reads as mm-hmm. as sort of classic television to me. Yeah, and although you know, and and it was we were mentioning, or I was saying, you know, things that we get in '90s TV versus now, and I was thinking this was '95, '95, I think, late '95-ish. Um, yeah, and to have to have such a fully. Um, uh, kind of have the combat troops you know with men and women involved in them you know considering 95 is is you know pre- pretty uh pretty progressive for that time you know i think that's 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 the point where we were we were just starting to get women into combat roles in at least in the united states uh military uh-huh and you know yeah stretching you know we, we've talked before about when you when you kind of project things 200 more years down the line what else are you going to be be expecting to see and and you know it, looking at the makeup of these marines that we saw on the um you know on the station it seemed like a a very representative bunch from all walks of humanity 
Yeah, you know, it's a it's a reminder that one of the things that this program uh, gets, uh, I think, deserves special credit for. And, you know, we, we've hit on it with the, you know, the episode about religion, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the first season is, um, you know, a, a real sense of, um, uh, you know, of some of the things that we argue about or that we struggle with in our own contemporary society mm-hmm. appear not to be issues of struggle right uh, you, you know kind of race and ethnicity yeah you know and and you'll you'll remember that i was that i was uh and i was hoping that that b5 would kind of come around to giving us some sort of content on that mm-hmm. you know in the first season I, I i i was you know kind of critical of the religion piece because i was i was hoping for a little bit more content you know on that and i think yeah. we probably got it in, in an episode like this where it's like well no no they're these are not conflicts of the present time. Yeah, it's it, and nothing is necessarily directly called out in a very special episode of Babylon Five. Yeah, you right. Know, about right. you know race relations or or you know what have you, but it's it's all kind of it's all background. It's all this is just the setting of the place. You know, much in the way that the lack of you know the lack of religion and the lack of capitalism are just the setting in Star Trek. You know, That's it's right. just it's yeah. just it's just background. It's just the way this universe works. Exactly. Yeah. And pause it and go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've always said on this program, and frankly, before we were doing it, is all you have to do to win me over is make the internal logic of whatever story you're telling mm-hmm. hold together. Mm-hmm. I might not agree with the conclusions or outcomes or or direction that you go with it once you've established it, mm-hmm. but just establish it clearly enough so that I understand what's going on. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. then I'll evaluate it. Right. Sure. You know, there's stuff about, uh, you know, about every every program that, you know, that you and I have ever watched mm-hmm. where we've been. You know, okay, that doesn't make sense. That does make sense. That oh. is unclear to me. You know, etc. The number of times that I'll be watching, even just last night, you know, watching The Flash with my wife, and it was, you know, I, I we're I, we're both like screaming at the television, like, this makes no sense. Why are you doing X, Y, and Z? Why doesn't this person do that? They could do it five minutes ago. Right. Why is this so dumb? Um, you right. Know, you, you just you. Set yourself up in an uh, internal consistency, both in your setting and within an episode of, of what's going on. And, you know, and yeah, that's that's the biggest right. hurdle to, to get me right. in. Right. And, and uh, friends of the name of the pod who are listening to this episode, um, let me briefly segue 20 mm. seconds uh, mm. and make a recommendation. If you want to see how the maintenance, the creation and maintenance of an internal logic that that makes something hard to understand understandable. Go to Netflix, watch this German program called Dark. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a time travel, family drama, crime drama, absolute mind bender of a program. But boy, do they know how to tell a time travel story mm-hmm. so that you can keep track of what the hell is going on. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And and, and, uh, and you need ooh. to draw relationship maps as you're watching that watching that show. Totally. And, and do not go to Wikipedia 
and and try to get you know they have they have relationship maps there for the show. Don't go there because it'll give away stuff. Yeah, that's right. It, that's it right. spoiled me on a lot of things early on. Um, great show. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do not want to be spoiled. No, right. But you must pay attention, yes. right? But 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 if you do, you're rewarded by an internal logic mm-hmm. that makes absolute sense. Yep, and it's one of the strengths of Babylon Five, like we talked about last week, is when you have a five year vision, when you when you sit down right. before you, the camera, before you have one. You know, reel of film shot or whatever they're shooting this on. Was this digital? I don't remember uh, if this was digital or film that they were shooting. I on. think I, you know, I think it's on. I think it's on film or videotape. Yeah. Good, good podcast hosts would know this sort of thing. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe I'll go listen to one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but uh, but yeah, before before you even have the first scene shot, you you know the overall story. JMS has how this universe operates in yep. in his brain. He's yep. he's he's you know, maybe the the little details aren't quite hammered out yet and certainly things had to change over time as as you know actors left or the story necessitated kind of changing or tweaking, but but the big picture is there and you have that that map to go on. Right, right. Um, and so you know, we've got this kind of bigger picture of uh, you know this emerging Narn Centauri war, mm-hmm. um, and rather than drilling down into that conflict right away, we pivot to see well, how does the Earth Alliance respond? What is mm-hmm. the Earth Alliance doing mm-hmm. in response to that? And it's it wasn't any great surprise to me that <laughs> one of the things they were doing was shipping in uh, a, you know a new a new defense grid mm-hmm. for the station, you know, one that, mm-hmm. uh, one that uh, lets it, would let it stand toe to toe with a, uh, you know, with a, uh, you know, with a capital ship. Right. Uh, and, and, and <clears throat> without, without letting Sheridan know ahead of time, this was coming, you know, it's, it, there's definitely, Earth Dome is, is, is keeping their cards tight to their chest in this whole operation. Yeah, yeah, um, they don't. They have no interest in him uh, going rogue. No, you know that this is simply what's going to happen. Right, and we got that sense when uh, when General Franklin sat in his chair. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I said, "Oh, that's a nice, that's a nice mm-hmm. touch." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You, yeah. this is this, you are the governor, but I'm the general. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we see, we see, you know, EarthGov is that they came out and said they weren't going to declare us what side they were going to be on in this uh, Schlossian. Am I saying that right? I'm not sure. Schlossian? Schlossian. Uh, I apologize, folks. I, I watched the episode a full two days ago, and, and you know, these this, things are this gone was one of those. This is yeah. one of those tricky ones. You and know? it's got apostrophes in it, you know? Right. And, and I'm, I'm never good with apostrophes and alien names. Right. So. I heard, I heard Schlossian. Then we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Earth saying, "Oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna take a side." And then, oh yeah, but we're really gonna take a side here. Have uh, twenty five thousand Marines to, uh, to, to, to settle a score here, so that we yeah. can have a good staging area near the Narn Centauri border, just in case. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's let's clear up any of this sort of sideshow business near our, you know, near our borders. You know, we were gonna. We'll let you have your silly little civil war, mm-hmm. 
until such time as as a proper war is, is ongoing. Need. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now we, uh, we, 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 we need to be able to focus our attentions where it mm-hmm. needs to be. Mm-hmm. And this Shalassian, uh, you know, war, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of reads as a uh, kind of one of those Cold War proxy sort of things. You know, I was, I was just thinking that, yeah, it's, it's a little rinky dink kind of edge. You know, it's not important. They're having their own little civil war. Fine. Whatever. Right. right. And, and I, I, you know, I'm not sure of the, the, timing of events between the last episode and this one if if earth had said we're not going to get involved and then there was the declaration the 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 narn centauri you know war was declared and and right. now earth has made plans to to get there um although i don't know if they could mobilize a division of marines that quickly to to uh, uh you know to get into place but yeah but it was was you know did that make the difference in whether you know, whether this civil war, you know, which side Earth was going to come in on the civil war or come in at all. Um, right. So. Yeah. So so we've got this this Shalassian proxy mm-hmm. kind of thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Earth, EarthGov has clearly decided, you know, like we just said to, you know, let's let's resolve this, uh, you know, in, in, in favor of the authorities mm-hmm. who are then going to give us. Uh, you know, uh, bases. Mm-hmm. That's just Kuwait. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you come and help us. We'll give you military bases. The idea, if you were sitting in 1990 mm-hmm. or, you know, 1989 or 88, and mm-hmm. you would say that, you know, in 1993, there would be major American permanent military bases in Saudi Arabia and in Kuwait, you'd say, that's crazy talk. Yeah. They'll never allow it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yet, and yet, yeah. right? Yeah. So you know, you've got this kind of neat, uh, you know, kind of analog, and you know, the fact that that war is uh, is is likely to be particularly brutal, uh, you know, it, it emerges from the I thought kind of super interesting strategic conversation between General Franklin and Captain Sheridan, where yes. they're where they're 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 wargaming the thing yeah. on that killer map. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, and and it's too bad I don't have any way of of rewinding and watching the scene a second time. But as as a miniatures gamer, I was too distracted by the map That's and, right. and moving the pieces around to follow a lot of the conversation. That's um, right. So yeah. you know, unfortunately, it's now you know lost to time like tears in rain. So right. there's no way to recapture that at all. But yeah, it, it would you know. Sheridan's experience of having been in this on this world at this that's this, right. this citadel this Matok uh, place that he says it's it's a, it's a death trap you know you don't want to be going into there and yeah you know, and and Franklin's response of well I have my orders I have to go right you know um, and 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 you know Sheridan's point you know hey look this is actually a proper death trap right mm-hmm. you don't even you. Whatever the Shalassians told you, yeah, is a bunch of baloney. Yeah, right. You would better not do what your your military strategy, your, your mm-hmm. thinking, is sound mm-hmm. if they're telling the truth. But they are not. So you're yeah. going to have to really figure this out, you know, in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, I was disappointed. 
uh, in that, in thinking about it, like, well, why wouldn't, you know, why wouldn't, you know, Franklin take, you know, he came there to get Sheridan's advice. You know, why wouldn't he take that information into consideration, report it back to his superiors, et cetera, et cetera. And then I realized that's how the military actually works and functions. And it, that's you right. know, I was, I was, be, I was just being a dreamer. Um, so, right. you know, some things just won't change in 200 years. Right. Um, you know, but, but, uh, you know, in the pre-show, you and I waxed, uh, 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 uh lustily, mm-hmm. uh, after those Lucite beautiful oh, yes. ships and, and that beautiful, huge wargaming map. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the, the, the yeah. analog I said was, uh, uh, it's like it's it's like we were model railroaders working mm-hmm. on the HO scale yes. when we play the games normally, and mm-hmm. but that's what it looks like when you get to play with O scale with Lionel size. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I want that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and you know, we 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 go to uh, John and I go to some gaming conventions, you know, here and there, Gen Con and Origins being the ones the most frequent here here in the U.S. Um, and sometimes they have it those they have these oversized yes. uh, games going on they'll have you know these these giant map settlers of Catan or they'll have uh, have various other things I, and i can remember in my first gen con in 1994 they someone had built these enormous star wars ships you know, uh-huh. with star destroyers that were 6 feet long you know made right. out of probably made out of plywood and on on these these stands so that they stood like five feet off the ground and they had little clusters of fighters and other small ships around and they were they were enacting a, sh- a, a battle on that scale i i've repeatedly gone online trying to find photos of this you know but it was 94 so it predated a lot of internet stuff right you know yeah love these love the 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 big scale um, either gaming, wargaming, any of that kind of stuff. Right, right. Don't get the you know, don't get the same feel of it playing X-wing with these tiny or or Star Trek uh, attack wing with these like three inch long little plastic things on on a tabletop. Right now, to that point, right mm-hmm. there are big size models in both Star Wars attack wing and Star Trek attack wing. Yep. Um, they're they're ruinously expensive. Um, for a time, John and I were playing Star Trek attack wing fairly regularly in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would always try to bring a, 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 mm-hmm. a an unusual or sort of wackadoodle build mm-hmm. each week. You know, it's like, okay, well, let's try this, right? And it was only because John said, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that, <laughs> that is, I did not yes. buy two of the giant Deep Space Nine models, which mm. are beautiful models, yes. right? But those DS9s are valid Pieces mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we know from watching the program, all you need is to put a static warp bubble around it and you can move that thing around. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Right. So I was like, I have a build here, John, that would allow me to put two, to put DS9 and, and MPOC NOR together as my fleet. <laughs> and I would still be legal. Yeah. He said, that would require you to buy a second Deep Space Nine model at $100 a pop, which I forbid. <laughs> yeah. So and, I said, okay. <laughs> I, I'm 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 looking over my shoulder at my shelf of uh, of colossal base war machine figures that right, run about right. that price um, that I've that I then had to paint and uh, the hours and and I've never put them on the table. So that's yeah. uh, you know my own my own cross to bear. But yeah, you, you may as well yeah. put a giant giant bullseye on yourself if you field two massive models and that's that's what you've got it's like that's right oh, oh, there goes that's half right. my half my force in in, in right. one model right oh, well. right 
Well, yeah, but you know, but um, you know, from from the point of view of a gamer, you look at yes. that you look at that war gaming map that uh, that mm-hmm. Sheridan and yeah. and Franklin had, and it's, I mean, they basically the people making Galactica mm-hmm. just stole just stole the map and yeah. all the pieces and brought it over to them, mm-hmm. and then reprinted, you know, in. <laughs> You know, in 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 beautiful, clear lucite. Yeah. You know, uh, a whole bunch of new pieces to move around on their own battle maps. Yeah. Right. And I, I was kind of surprised that that it wasn't. Although I suppose it, it it's in keeping with the use of of paper and these kinds of things, but I was surprised that it wasn't a more digital surface that they were doing these kinds of things on. But but I guess that's just not not part of the part of the setting. Yeah, it too 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 expensive, mm-hmm. right? Too too expensive to do. Yeah, and and in Babel, I mean, sorry, in in Battlestar Galactica, it's it's explicable by them not wanting to have networked computers. Oh yeah, it would be it's sim- if if it were a digital battle mm-hmm. screen, they would on they would Galactica, slap that would make no sense, and, and, right. and just put down the Lucite sheet on their That's on their right. like That's billion right. dollar supercomputer and move around little pieces on top of that with the croupier stick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so. there's no way that that no. that Bill Adama is going to allow that screen to be turned on. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Unplugged. Even if it's there, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're tripping over the cord every time they walk through the the CNC. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's uh, it's it's like one of those um, those old sit down Ms. Pac-Man Ms. Pac-Man machines. Machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, may as well be. May yeah, as well be turned off. Yeah. Oh, of course. Because if you if you yeah. turn a Ms. Pac-Man machine on, the Cylons boom, right you. in there. That Ms. Pac-Man machine will murder you. Yeah, Clyde. Absolutely. Clyde, he's going to come and get you. Yeah, yeah. We've kind of um, gone a little bit a little bit astray from. Uh, but nah, it was that map. I'm telling you. Yeah. You yeah. had you and I had the same the same you know response. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like, it was like I was I was hypnotized mm-hmm. yeah. by that map, and then it's like, I'm sorry, what just happened? You got to rewind yeah. it. Yeah. You know. Um, Did you ever play any of the Babylon Five miniatures? Never uh, games. No, I didn't. No, either. no. And I guess there was. I, I did some some initial googling today, and I I'll put them in the show notes. There were there were two of them. One that that was available when the show was out that it seemed didn't wasn't as well received. And then Mongoose, I think it was printed one in the in the two thousands for a number oh, wow. of years. Okay. So yeah, it looked like it was it was still in print as late as like two thousand seven two thousand eight. Neat. So um, yeah, I may have to track know, one down on eBay. Where our, our fans could just buy us copies. That's also true. Um, back in those days, I mostly was playing, and mostly with you, frankly, mm-hmm. full thrust. Yes. Right. And yep. you know, those of you who are who are gamers or interested in 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 Star Starfleet Operation Combat, the full thrust rules very simple. Um, it's the the game the gameplay is dynamite, tight mm-hmm. tight gameplay. Um, but I wasn't able really to find Babylon Five miniatures that weren't lead. I mean, that's why yeah. I didn't play the first. I don't. I, I yeah. just didn't. I don't want to buy lead miniatures because, right. you know, I don't. I don't have any confidence in my painting ability to make mm-hmm. them look good. So yeah, you know. they, they did do some micro machines, Babylon Five ships. Oh. I found them just. I found them just recently uh, in a in a box downstairs here. But they, huh. the scale wasn't consistent. I mean, the station itself was about. Uh, probably about three or four inches long, about the same size as like a, you know, a, a, um, a you know, a Mimbari cruiser or something. It was just, yeah. Huh. Uh, but yeah, they did. They from, did one, from one small run. I believe was was Galoob the one that did 
Micro Micro Machines. Yeah. 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 Must have been. I'll I'll, I'll find them. They'll be in the show notes, too. I must have been been buying from a position of ideological purity. Mm. You know, I don't want to buy anything other than Or I got the last, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or I just got the last package that was in the store and taunted you with it. It's possible. Entirely. Yeah. I mean, those things were not cheap. No. No. I think it was 12 or $13 for three ships. Which, yeah. back in the day, you know, yeah, you know, b- yeah. back in the Harding administration, you know, yes, yes. You surviving know. on grad school uh, can, stipends was right, yeah, right. Can I, can I have a, a you know, a, an extra donut, please? I have a, I have 40, 40 cents with that, you know, that kind of thing, yeah. Um, so let's segue, shall mm. we, for a moment to talk about, uh, the 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 ongoing thesis here, which is a great genre actor elevates mm-hmm. all material. <clears throat> oh yeah. Um, you know the Paul Paul Winfield, the the doomed Captain Terrell, Star Trek, mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, and the uh, the extraordinary Captain Dathan, the uh, child of Tama. Mm-hmm. In the Star Trek: The Next Generation episode, uh, Darmok, which uh, I didn't think, I, you know, you, you you see, you see the trailers for it. It's like that's not going to make any sense. And then you watch mm-hmm. it. It's like, what an extraordinary piece of storytelling, right? Elevated right. by him. And of course, he's got Patrick Stewart to work against. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Winfield here has, um, uh, you know, Bruce Boxleitner to work against. I thought their interactions were really quite good. Yeah. And, you know, he's got, you know, Richard Biggs here. And, uh, you know, as we as we said in the, uh, you know, in, a, in the pre-show to each other, uh, this is a this is about as good an example of any as uh, the son as apple not mm-hmm. falling far from the father as tree. I mean, you know, now we know why. Why Doctor Franklin acts the way that he does? He was raised by General Franklin, you know. He's yeah, he's raised by him, and he's also rebelling against everything that General Franklin is. You know, he yeah. You know, Stephen will will Doctor Franklin will break the rules at the drop of a hat because his father follows them so sternly, right? You know, but they still are are very much you know. They they follow their principles. They yep. they stick to them, and yep. and they normally would not back down. Um, right. But as you say, you know the the great actor coming in and and lifting you know rising tide lifting all boats. I think this is one of the more more nu- nuanced performances that that we've seen um, out of out of Richard Biggs here. Totally. You know. Totally. It's his the best performance he's given in the show so far. Yeah. Yeah, is is the scene when he's when the two of them are talking and he's sort of wistfully, you know, not not the final one where where they you know they come together and hug and and, yep. and whatnot. Um, that was good, but there was an earlier one that I was like, wow, that's really that's really that really stands out. I was yeah, I was quite impressed. Yeah, um, you know, you you look at um. You look at what Paul Winfield brings, and he brings a physical presence. Mm-hmm. And he, he that's true not only in all of his genre work, but just in his work generally. Mm-hmm. And he's got a kind of vocal presence. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that it kind of establishes that he's the one, you know, yeah. kind of, kind of, I'm, kind of running the show, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and and even you know, I'll, I'll go back to uh, I'll go back to 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 Darmok, um, even with all that makeup on, and even giving dialogue that is explicitly meant to not make sense mm-hmm. right we're we're listening to it from the point of view of of the leadership of the enterprise going mm-hmm. what the hell is they what are they talking about right mm-hmm. even then when he's disciplining his own crew members yeah it's the, you know it's very it's his authority his gravitas is you know mm-hmm. is established and yep. you know and 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 i think uh you know, very much to the good, mm-hmm. right? Agreed. Um, yeah, yeah, and the 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 relationship between between the two Franklin fellows, um, we had said earlier on. You know, there's 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 that tension between the two of them, um, and I almost wish that there had been, you know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of a generic tension. It's kind of a background tension that that. You know, Doctor Franklin says, "You know, I I don't know what it is. Every time I'm around him, I just want to hurt him." You know, <laughs> right, right. But you know, it, which which is probably more realistic than having some sort of TV script that totally you know, there was a particular yeah. event that has that has split them apart. Right. That's um, why it worked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I was I was I was expecting or looking for you know something like oh you know if it if it you know you went off and became a doctor instead of becoming a soldier like the rest of the family well no it's it's pretty clear the rest of the family are all academics and you know doing plenty of these other things so that's not the issue at hand here it's not you know oh you refused to hand over your your research in the war well no that's not really it it's it, there's you know it, it's just sort of a, a general father-son toxic masculinity environment kind of going on Right, right. Yeah, that's and and that kind of that kind of relationship framing, right? Mm-hmm. Once you're the son of that kind of father, mm-hmm. oh, you'll never be able to put you, you know, put, mm-hmm. a, put a put a put a put a start to it, right? Yeah. Oh, that is just in your wiring. That is in your DNA. Yeah. And Stephen Franklin is so much like his father. Yeah. That mm-hmm. it is, it, you know, it's a miracle that they made it as far as they did in this episode without mm-hmm. without the son you know, being at his dad's. Th- yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I I well, the totally, murderer thing was a little. That's you know, a little much. It was. It I would have walked out too. Right. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, and you know he was. He was right when he when they finally talked to you know you can yeah. you can think what you want about me and you can say what you want but that is totally out of line mm-hmm. and and you know I I I agree it was yeah you know they're both in Earth Force right you know it's not like it's not like well I mean yes yes Stephen is a total you know kind of you know peacenik you know hippie type as we've seen but that's fine you know not holding that part against him yeah. but uh but he's but yeah he's still in the force he could be you know he could be at a research university somewhere you know doing whatever he wanted to do he could be in private practice but no he wanted to be in earth force right right he could be on a experimental ship working on mycelium networks and a spore drive yeah. Yeah. Right. Hawkeye Pierce never like called. Well, he probably did call other uh, the various generals murderers, you know. Yeah. You know, 
actually, I'm thinking about it, and there's 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 kind of a lot of a lot of connective you know, connective tissue. You know, we'll go with the medical <laughs> thing between uh, you know between Stephen Franklin and Hawkeye Pierce. I'm gonna have yeah, to, I'm I have to chew fair. on that a little more. Yeah, chew on um, that connective tissue. Yeah. Ew. Mm. Yeah. Gristle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. What sort of what sort of gristle connects mash to uh, to B five? Um, so um, yeah, I mean for 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 me, uh, that was a nice that was a nice piece of uh, you know of relationship work, mm-hmm. and uh, y- you know you you look at it, you know when you're done and you know you're grateful. Mm-hmm. You know that you get someone like Paul Winfield, mm-hmm. you know, to come in and do it. And I believe that Paul Winfield uh, died just a few years after that performance. I don't. I I think. Uh, I think he died in the nineties. Um, um, please hold. No, two thousand four. Two thousand four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. Um. So yeah, it's sort of you know, uh, you know, it's sort of extraordinary. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was neat that they, you know, they they. Whenever you have one of these, you know, your main characters kind of in a in a crisis, you know, personal internal crisis situation, you pair them up with another of your main characters to kind of talk it out. And and bringing Ivanova in as you know, I don't think we've had too many scenes with the two of them together. Yes. You know, except with you know Ivanova's leg being broken and he's you know telling her to stay off it. But, yeah, right. Uh, but just sitting down to have a conversation. I don't think we we haven't seen that. And and you know again tying back into the the the, the part the part that we liked about TKO uh, the 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 fa- her father and and their relationship um, was was a nice way to tie that in. It was a nice way to bring, I, I, bring the two of them together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I think that. Um, you know, I, I suspect that when when we're done with um, with our evaluation of this show, when we when we're done with season five, and you know we're wrapping up and we're looking at you know kind of what are your what are your high water marks? I can imagine mm-hmm. a you know a top five guest stars list. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes. I would be I would be not at all surprised if if Paul Winfield showed up on that list. Agreed. Uh, along with uh, you know you know your David Warner's and your yep. your Sarah Douglas's, yeah, um, your Jeffrey Combs's, you know. yeah, your Jeffrey Combs's, yeah, Combs's, Combs's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, folks, uh, we appreciate the uh, the likes and the feedback and the comments. You know, the Facebook page remains a very active, uh, a very active community, and we're you know we're grateful for all of the. Uh, for all of the engagement, you know, we think that this program deserves, uh, you know, the attention that, uh, you know, that you are, you are paying to it through the, uh, through the, the, the poor vessel that is our podcast. Uh, the name of the pod at gmail.com. Uh, type the name of the pod into any of your search engines. It'll take us to, uh, to our, uh, our hosting page uh, brought to you by one of our non-sponsors, Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, Friends, uh, we look forward to uh, to continuing the work and sharing the story of Babylon Five as we enter the uh, uh, the back nine. I think that we start up uh, next week with uh, episode eleven, which will be uh, you know the exact halfway point. Yeah, it's uh, all alone in the night. 
Yeah, and now we're going to start to pile on mm. increasingly critical uh, kind of mythology content, mm-hmm. uh, which will leave us, uh, you know, no doubt, like we were last week, uh, wishing that we could compress, uh, you know, three hours of conversation, you know, into a, 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 a listenable podcast format. So until next time, Chris, see you soon. Take care.